Podtron. This podcast is part of the Podtron Podcast Network. For more, visit podtron.wordpress.com and Podtron Network on Twitter and Facebook. This was rad. It's holy rad. Way rad. Fully rad. I should say that was gnarly. <laughs> it's your first time, isn't it? You gotta drink if it's your first. We did. What's it taste like? It's not too bad. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of salty, like a steak when you got a nosebleed, you know? You gotta do it, Robert. It's the spirit of the deer. And we are here once again with This Was Rad Podcast, the podcast which typically is two 30-year-olds watching movies from the 80s with a... Uh, yeah, oh. I have a question, and I have actually been thinking about this what if we recorded a stupid line that we put at the very beginning it's the very first thing that people hear then you go into the opening then it's us saying welcome to this was rad blah 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 so it would be something like uh the world's in turmoil cuba and russia (laughs) the world's two greatest threats have gotten together to attack the united states we watched red dawn and then you go into the into the thing. Ooh, ah, that's a, well, like, uh, first of like all, a, like like a like a boom, like a punch preview. You know, you right <laughs> off the bat, you know we're ridiculous and we're hyping up a movie that's terrible. And then you get into the awful theme song <laughs> and everything else. So, what do you think? So, first of all, uh, golf clap for polite interruption. That's <laughs> that, that's new. I like that. That. That's an interruption I can deal with. <laughs> all right. Okay. Second of all, uh, we could certainly do that. Uh, the one thing I would say is it's very cliche. A lot of shows kind of do Yeah, a that. lot of shows do it. However, I would love to put that spiel about the two guys in the 80s all the way at the beginning, cut to the music, and then I have to say it every goddamn episode. Yeah, actually, that's not bad either, okay. actually. Well, you know what? I'm going to do both. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um. By the way, new cuts for every episode. hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> so, so wow. I, I'm still gonna say it every episode. I'm Paul. That's dedication. I'm Greg. <laughs> and once again, uh, because of the regular recording schedule, we are Sans Willow. Uh, she uh, by this time would be taking. So she is in a trade school. Uh, one uh, for cosmetology. Uh, this is no. This is this is boring. This is boring. No, but this Greg, is people want to know. Re- I'm going to rewrite history. No, but- Willow's not here because she was uh, saving people from a sinking battleship and uh, caught pneumonia. Oh, I thought you were going to say heading up yeah. to the Montana mountains to save us all from Soviets. <laughs> okay, okay. We're not really supposed to talk about okay. this, but we only have like 50 people who download the podcast. <laughs> She's currently at a critical. <laughs> critical delegation between Russia and Cuba. And I can tell you, Paul, if this doesn't, if this doesn't pan out right, I think war is, we're right on the brink, Paul. Well, okay. I'm looking around. We're checking, a nation I'm on checking the, the windows. I'm checking the windows. Okay. So what's happening is Willow, uh, there are global leaders meeting and she is the stylist for the U S female president. <laughs> you think it's a man. It's not uh, alternate universe. And if alternate, she yeah, if alternate. she does not make <laughs> if she does not make our female president look <laughs> bang on gorgeous, peace talks could break down at any moment. 
Paul, there's a uh, there's a uh, funny red dot hovering around your forehead. I, I'm I dodging. You should know. Serpentine, serpentine. Can we, can we put in some gunshot? Yes, yes. Can we, can we edit in like like window breaking and gunshot? Yeah, yeah. They have to be like, the silent gunshot. It has to be like. Yes, yes, Greg, like every other time we've ever said we're going to put in special effects, I will do it totally this time. It. Yeah. I would also be fine if you took my sound effect that I just made. Yes, yes. And just put that in. Yes. So, so all of this, all of this, of course, leads to the movie that we watched this week. It is Red Dawn. Now, obviously, we are an 80s movie podcast, but it, I guess it goes... Without saying, we watched the 1984 version, not the uh, 2012, 2014 yeah, version. I can I can look that up. It was it was somewhere in there. I, yeah. I know Chris Helmsworth um, Red, was in it of uh, freaking Thor. It was 2012. And interesting fact about that. Uh, well, I say fact. I read it on the internet, so who knows? Um, it was supposed to be for 2012. It was supposed to be China that oh, invaded okay. America. Yep. And then. Everyone said, uh, guys, we we make a lot of money in China. Change it to somebody that we don't make a lot of money off of. <laughs> and they said, uh, North Korea? Yeah, perfect. North Korea. You know, the giant army North Korea has <laughs> yeah, to take yeah. over the U.S. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that. So it was, yes, it was It was different. It was North Korea. Okay. Um, um, ha, um, uh, uh, invades. Okay. But, um, so yeah. And, and as we're trying to do a summary... Yes, I, I yep. will again yep. try to do a very quick summary. And this is um, Cuba and Russia have joined forces to invade the United States. And a group of teenagers uh, escapes to the mountains. I, I think where... I think we're going to use the word ragtag. Oh, okay. A ragtag team of teenagers yes, thank you. Uh, heads up to the mountains and becomes one of the sort of... Uh, becomes like a, a a freedom fighter coalition behind enemy lines. Yes, yes. Um, and that's pretty much the film. Uh, or to, so, uh, yeah. to or to keep it short, sweet, and funny, uh, Soviets attack Montana and kids save the day. <laughs> I think it's Colorado, but whatever. Oh, it's a Colorado. I keep saying Montana because I thought that's where it took place. I have no, I, I wrote down Colorado, so that means I either suspected that it was Colorado or they actually said that it was Colorado. Did you have like a fever dream like halfway through and just like oh, Colorado, Colorado? <laughs> yes. There's also yes. all sorts. Yeah. There's a lot of other weird things written down here, but yeah, Colorado. So, uh, what did you uh, what did you remember about this movie, Greg? This movie, I actually remember a lot about. Um, I remember. Let's see. I always remember the opening scene where the paratroopers are just like landing. Okay, yes. Like behind yes. the school. Yeah. And the teacher is like, huh? <laughs> right. Like, he's like super confused. Um, I always remember uh, C. Thomas Howell shouting Wolverines as he gets mowed down by a, was it a helicopter? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bat- um, gunship. It, yeah, I, I remember that. I always remember the end because it, it always kind of like, it seemed like the movie was really going somewhere and they just had no idea how to end the movie. <laughs> yes. So they were just like, yeah. oh, the bad guy feels bad and the movie's over. <laughs> so it's like weird. Um, also, uh, uh, fun, well, this isn't, this isn't really a fun fact, but um, in, in the 90s, like many other children my age, uh, I was really into paintball. I was on a team. I was oh, sponsored. No yeah, I, I was, I was, I was, a, I was on a sponsored team. We'd go around and play and everything. And so, 
Um, one of the things we had to do to kind of keep our sponsorship up was go and ref at this local field. So they got like free work out of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we got sponsorships from them and some other corporate guys. And this was the most quoted film by every person who had never played paintball before. And they thought it was like, oh, yeah, it's just like Red Dawn. And they would like yell Wolverines and like wave the gun around at people. Uh, I don't understand why, but it like I heard someone yell Wolverines every weekend. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah, it, it's I don't understand. It, it boggles the mind. I figured like once I, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Red Dawn. Okay. But then, like, after the fifth time, I was like, is there, like, do you guys, do you all belong to a club? Like, what is happening? It was very weird. It was very confusing. Huh. No, uh, that's, uh, that's very interesting. I, I've only done paintball once in my life. Uh, I wish I had done it more because it is fun. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't know that you were on a league. Uh, I will ask the the Willow question. Was this to make up for the Nintendo that was given away? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because I'm I'm um it was me me my dad and my brother all did it. We were all on. Well, my brother was on a different team, but my dad and I were on the same team. So maybe my dad felt guilty. And uh, he was like, this will be like a bonding event for you and me. Because I let your mom give away the Nintendo. Uh, Greg, uh, I, I, can't, uh, I can't fill the void that Super Mario filled. But I can do my best to show you that I kind of care about you in my own fatherly way. Yeah, Unless your yeah, father is a terrific a, man. And then he would, I guess, be more happy. I don't know. I did a uh, fun little fun fact. I did get to go down when, and this this will this was really going to date you and me. Um, WAAF had all their disc jockeys down there one day, and I got to go oh, play geez. with Greg Hill, uh, LB, Rocco, and Birdsey were still on the air. If you remember, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to I got to shoot Greg Hill. So which uh, is pretty for for uh, for our. Uh, statewide and international listeners, uh, WAAF is a local Boston radio station, and these were all character or personalities on the radio station. Uh, poor Rocco is dead. He's dead. Yeah. He. Uh, he after that, he. Uh, a little bit of trivia. We'll cut this all out. Uh, <laughs> he, or leave it in. He, <laughs> uh, fascinating. So after, uh, yeah, after he was fired from the station, Birds he left and went to a whole other station. He's a whole different. He went. To, he went to FNX up in New Hampshire for a while. Yeah. Uh, so the guy who played Rocco, I don't remember his real name. Uh, when he was fired, he bounced around a little bit. Ended up selling cars, and I think died in like the mid two thousand, like two thousand five, two thousand six of a massive coronary heart attack. Does not surprise me that guy was, was enormous. Yeah. So, so. Uh, but I will say this for everyone listening: uh, you probably, if you if you follow our podcast, you kind of have an idea of what kind of people we are. If it, I I would almost say this for sure: if it wasn't for Rocco, I don't think we'd know who Godsmack is. Uh, he was one of the first people yeah. to put them on the radio. He was a super, super supporter of them and really got them going in Boston. So uh, not all terrible uh, as it were, but Oh, uh, follow up because while we're not WAAF, you probably know more famously as the original home or the second more famous home of Opie and Anthony. Um, Correct. I almost tricked you and said, mistress Carrie, but I didn't because I didn't remember her name at the time as I was talking. (laughs) Mistress Carrie. Yeah. Red Dawn. I don't remember anything. Let's just go ahead and start it.
You know what's me. funny? As I started watching this movie, I I was like, because I couldn't remember watching this movie ever as a kid. And I think this is a movie that was probably on, but as we've as you've seen from my repertoire of movies that I've selected, this didn't fit into my normal stuff. Like movies like um yeah, a, a, a very good example is like uh Toy Soldiers, Taps. Even the movie War Games, like, those were all movies where, like, I didn't get into the military stuff too deeply myself. Um, now, War Games and Taps, I've definitely seen their, uh, they were terrific movies. We'll have to put them on our list. Um, but I did not get into war movies. And this was, for me, even though it was kids, very much felt like a war movie. And, and I don't think I would have watched this as a kid. So I didn't remember it, that's for sure. I, I will, while we're talking about things we didn't remember, I had no recollection that uh, Mrs. McFly and uh, Jennifer Grey were in this film. I, 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 I was genuinely shocked by all of the stars that were in it. Uh, C. Thomas Howell. C. Soul Man's in it. Uh, that's what I said. Roadhouse is <laughs> in it. That's what I said. It. Rafe is in it. Everyone's in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Roadhouse. Oh, my God. We have to do Roadhouse. Uh, double douche. Uh, oh, man. Yes. Uh so many people are in this. Uh, right off the bat, uh, it starts off with a lot of words on the screen. Um, oh, I and I immediately thought of Willow, and I said, oh, she's not going to read any of this. And it's long. Now, I, I, I will say, before we get off who was in this film, because there is a lot of interesting things in this film that I like to call, everybody is co-starring with everybody again. Because... Is this, is this going to be Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Oh, it's even more berserk. You have Jennifer Grey, yeah. who was in Dirty Dancing with Patrick Swayze, yeah. and Ferris Bueller's Day Off with Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Oh, that's right. that's right. He was the thug. Yeah. I thought that was really crazy. I was like, oh, she was like, well, I've been in a movie with this guy and this guy, but not at the same time, so let's do it. I guess I'll do Red Dawn. Well, you know what's funny is when we were watching it, uh, I was trying to explain who some of these people, like Charlie Sheen was obvious. He was just in The Wraith. We, we watched that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Swayze, we haven't done a movie with him yet. Well, no, well, see, and then my second one, my good sir, I believe you have forgotten the C. Thomas Howell Patrick Swayze vehicle. Come on. I'm going to give you a second. I... The Outsiders. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, you're right. Pony Boy. Everyone, everyone in this movie was basically in The Outsiders. <laughs> yes, they were. Oh, my God. Well, I was just trying to, like, explain who these people were. Like, C. Thomas Howell was Soul Man. Uh, Jennifer Grey was Ferris Bueller. When I got to Leah Thompson, I go, remember, she's the one who tried to have sex with a duck? <laughs> uh, obviously, more importantly, Marnie McFly's wa- uh, More mom. importantly, I agree. More importantly. Uh, which, by the way. Ma- Mrs. McFly. Uh, which, by the way, uh, 80s Italian Pope did ask that question. Still waiting for a <laughs> reply. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, if anybody wants to know, uh, hashtag 80s Italian Pope. Uh, hashtag 80s Italian We will be Pope having again. more memes of the 80s Italian Pope asking Mr. Jerry, have no doubt. Uh, but yes, you're absolutely right. Once words appeared on the screen, she was almost immediately tapped out. Um, but it basically, it gives this big scenario. Now, Greg, I'd like to make a, a singular promise. We make commentary that is based on true life. I would really like to not draw similarities to current administration or... Uh, we will not talk about current <laughs> because we can't. At we all can't with this film. Um, but every time, I think we're let's, going let's to. Let's just say 
Let's just say in 10 years, we might refer to this as the documentary Red Dawn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But so, that's as far as we'll talk so, about so, how this film is eerily going to predict what's happening so, in the future. So what I think instead is every time we're about to say something that, that's corollary, we just instead go, and that, you, you know, wink, wink. <laughs> so every time we're going to, we, we think we're going to do it, just go, wink, wink. <laughs> and the, wink, And wink. then the audience will know. Uh and so uh, the Soviets run out of uh, food. NATO dissolves. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> Cuba and the Russians start to collude. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> the movie takes place. Wink, wink. <laughs> it's a movie called Red Dawn. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I didn't even think about this at the time, but hearing you reread it, I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> Greg, I think what you mean is, wink wink. <laughs> wink wink. It's so good. The only thing that's missing is America built a wall. I'm dying. I'm dying. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Woo. Uh, wow. I haven't cried in a while. Okay. So, anyway. So, it starts. Anyway, basically, all, the world is the falling world apart. is in turmoil. Everyone is having problems. And, and it actually, I believe it ends with America stands alone or something. It says, like, right? Yeah. It's, it yeah, has so some ba- line like that. So, basically... What happens in this fictitious world is Russia runs out of food because they're a communist state still. Um, a lot of other countries, they, their economies start to collapse. There's more uh, secularization of different countries and states. The United States, because we are almost self-sufficient at that time and you know, obviously still a little bit today, what they do is they become, uh, they just start closing their own you know, borders and basically becoming their own little individual country what this means is you know when nato like nato is huge because it's a collaboration of all these uh countries to not just protect the world but it's also to make sure that everyone is being honest with each other it goes far beyond just making sure that everyone you know we have uh, proper defense budgets wink wink uh (laughs) it's it's all of that stuff so when that breaks down, you don't have those talks. You don't have that collaboration between countries. Um, and so basically, that's what happens. Now, because Cuba at the time is still a communist country. Uh, in yep, the, still, a, you know, still, still looming large in the minds of right. America. Um, I, I think we do have to say, remember, this takes place in the 80s. The Cold War yeah, this, this, is still This movie was made actively. in 84, meaning it shot in 83. Right, so right. So it's, yeah, the, the Cold War is still very, very much alive and well. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of things that, uh, uh, you know, are, I think this is a great time to point out, just the Berlin Wall was still up, the Kremlin and I, the and KGB actually, were active. I was going to say, in the opening credits, they mentioned West Germany. Yep. And I, I had forgotten. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Germany was kind of west. That's right. right. So there's that sort of stuff that really builds tension into the story immediately as to what's going on. And then it just ends with the United States stands alone, which that 
it's a great opening to give you a lot of history immediately. I think they missed an opportunity because of the way this movie starts. It starts with um, a couple of the kids going to school. They get there. The teacher is teaching a class. I think it would have been cool to open up with them going to the school. The teacher starts reiterating this stuff and like cutscenes of the kids walking through school mm. and stuff. And then it's there. It doesn't, and that's okay, but and it would have been a cool little touch to instead of words on the screen. Um, you know what, though? I mean, words on the screen, how many times have we run into this since we started this podcast? Yeah, but you know what? It, that was par for the It course. was 80s, yeah. The 80s loved that. The 80s loved these, like, opening crawls. I mean, Conan the Barbarian opens with words on the screen. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> like, I mean, if Conan can't get past it, I was Red Dawn. Spoiler alert, both both done by John Milius. That's why I mentioned it. Oh. Um you know, it's it's it just it, it is what it is. It is so true. you you do have a killer synth theme uh, for this movie. Yes, I will say. it's very good. And then when it opens up with uh, so basically after all that, the teacher is teaching, and then outside of the school, uh, it, it is like this uh, Mont Colorado. You know, it's basically it this is, small I, I, town I Colorado. And looked it up. It absolutely right. Is so it's a small town Colorado. You can see mountains in the background. It's very picturesque. I'll, I'll give it that. Um, yeah, and these paratroopers start landing in the back now they don't set up that there's an air base or any military installation nearby so this teacher when he walks out I, I know it's a movie i know the premise of the movie i get i would be cautious because i know but this teacher seems very flippant about the uh, the whole thing it's just like kids you yeah, stay he, there i'm gonna go talk to just, him and he just walks out to a paratrooper and goes hey guys What's going on? <laughs> yeah, you guys are way off course. <laughs> they just immediately get shot right. down. <laughs> it's like, dude, I I don't know what's going on, but if I see guys landing in a if paratroopers in my backyard, I maybe just a little cautious, right? And 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 all I have to say is they picked a good place to start Colorado because I feel like if you have people landing from the sky and say, I don't know, Texas, <laughs> they're all dead. They're dead before they hit the ground, Paul. That is true. <laughs> dead bodies are parachuting to the ground at that point. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Right. The paratroopers start shooting everybody. And and everyone scrambles at this point because yes. the kids have seen their history teacher get wasted. So everyone bails. You have a, a, actually a, a very good scene. Um, of of chaos of everybody trying to jump into their cars and basically what happens is Patrick Swayze was dropping the kids off at school and he was going to work at his dad's gas station. Yes, and he saw what was happening and came back. Correct. Uh, and and all the kids jumped in the truck and they all took off. No, so Patrick Swayze is working. Uh, Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen are brothers. Uh, C. Thomas. Oh, that's Howell. very important. C. Thomas. He's is just their. He's just their friend. He's their friend, but it's his father that owns the gas station and store that they go back to. Oh, oh, okay, Because okay. their father we don't meet until later. Oh, no, you're right. That's Harry Dean Stanton. Right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm confusing people. Um, so they go, basically, as the paratroopers land, I guess Patrick Sweezy was just, like, in his truck listening to a little Kenny Rogers, and he's like, you got to know when to hold them. Hey, what's that in the sky? Know when to fold them. Well, there's a lot of them, aren't there? No way to walk. Oh, are they get, do they have guns? No way to. Oh my God! It's the Russians. <laughs> oh. That's I would love that scene. It's Patrick Swayze just like half singing, right? Driving. Right, and he turns it's great. Up, because as the kids run out of the school, he arrives 
in the nick of time. Right, yeah, he shows up like almost like right when they're all yeah, you know, running around like crazy people trying to run off. So he they jump in the truck, they go to the they go to the gas station. The father, uh, he immediately starts giving them all of this stuff and says, "You need to go to the mountains." Nobody knows and, what's and going on, have... but he knows you need to get out of Dodge. And you know what? That's good advice. If you're just like, "Whoa, crap's going down," get out. And so, but you have the the classic sort of '80s montage getting ready, where you just see them like they're grabbing guns, they're grabbing bows, like <laughs> cans so, of coke, so... Campbell's soup, like lanterns. They're literally like anything that's not nailed down. They took everything out of this poor guy's. Store. Like, okay, fair enough. They're in Colorado. It's a gas station. What if their father owned like a women's clothing store? Then you know what? They have a lot of mannequins and sensible shoes. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> you need to take all the su- support brassieres you can carry. Make yeah. them into rudimentary slings. Yep. <laughs> Just... And you can probably take these leather shoes and eat them or something. I don't know. Yeah, Just get yeah, out yeah, of here. Yeah. Uh, turn, the, turn the stilettos into some sort of dagger-like objects. Oh, I like that. I like this film where they take <laughs> a women's clothing store and become like bloodthirsty gorillas <laughs> using no, no, no. like, you know, Midwestern <laughs> women's fashion. Fashionable gorillas, Gregory. Fashionable. Very fashionable. Right? Very well, fashionable. How, how forward conscious would this movie have been if a bunch of male teenagers went into the woods with women's clothing and came out and killed Russians looking amazing? I think that would be the greatest film ever made. Okay. It would be it would be great. Too, I would love. Too Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. The Russians attacked. The Russian <laughs> Russian attack. We, we, we've released an NES game of the same. Yes. Day. So oh oh oh! I didn't even. I swear I made that joke. Patrick Swayze. Too Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Julie Newmar. That's oh, I, I subconscious. I little uh, that was great. <laughs> I'm done. Happy accident. I'm done. <laughs> Case so, collused. <laughs> so. They're, they're trying to drive out of town. There, of course, is a roadblock. Yeah, well, of course um, the Russians have gotten a tank all the way to Colorado. Uh, yeah, a lot of questions about where all these things came from, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, because in, in, in my mind, the, the, the airspace needs to be literally just filled with helicopters, like, dropping people. And we don't see that. So No, no, no. I... And I'm okay with that. As a matter of fact, at one point... So when they get to the roadblock, they start... They just cut across the field and go to the mountains. We do see some and, American and planes. I was going to say, and by. The, the only thing that saves them from getting mowed down is an American chopper wastes everyone at the roadblock, and they just keep driving and they don't stop. I, I do want to know, and, and they really don't get into this. What is the Russians' plans of attacking Colorado? Like Idaho, yeah. they have potatoes. I get that. Colorado, they got the Rockies and in Aspen. I, I, you know, are they just looking for a good vacation spot? Like, yeah, maybe they're just like, oh, you know, good skiing. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and, uh, uh, people are dying. I, I don't know how to do a Russian accent. It's still, it, yeah, it's yeah, okay. The one, the one. I can't. And, uh, comrade. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, okay. Just, I'm, I'm just say comrade. Com- comrade. I think what we need to do for our people is we need to have. You you we need to have proper skiing for all of our people. This is good, comrade. But how, how do we oh. how do we how do we do skiing? The only place to ski is Siberia, and we only send our pri- our criminals there. Ah, I've been thinking about this, Aspen Corrado. And that's it. They just rubber stamp it, and the next move is mowing down his. No, no, no. It's, it's not even fun. that. I've been thinking about that. They fought. Fo- the camera follows his 
his finger as he points to Colorado on the map. Nice. <laughs> Classic. Paratroopers in the back of the school. So we've got uh, some stuff happens, but basically all all you need to know is... They get is to the woods and, and start to... They get to the mountains. Back in town, there's fighting, and it's it's more of the setup that we understand that it's not just the Russians, it's also the Cubans. Yes. And they're locking down the town... And um, this is this is uh, offset with what we see in the mountains, which is uh, there's a little bit of jockeying for power kind of right at the beginning. Yeah. I'll, then Patrick Swayze's like, no, 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 I'm in charge. If you guys don't like it, you can leave. And and they all decide that they're going to stay. Yeah, it's a bit it's got a bit of that Lord of the Flies kind of mentality to it. But yeah. And I'm actually glad they got it out of the way real quick because that's just the movie does not. Need it doesn't it. know. So it, no. it, it's great that they're like, no, nah, they'd fight for a little bit. Let's get it out of the way. And then they're just going to be in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the big thing about this is Patrick Swayze and, and Charlie Sheen, their brothers, their father taught them to hunt and and survive in the wilderness all the time so they're they've kind of got that um that uh survivor man kind of mentality to them already there's one scene though that was very was very odd to me i know where you're going is where they teach c thomas howell how to kill a deer so they kill the deer now is it just me or it's very dramatic they kill the deer they say nope you got to drink the blood you, you, you get its life force and he and he drinks it and he's covered and he's just he's like a deer vampire anybody else expecting a cut to the to the camp and going <laughs> and then we made him drink it yeah no i totally <laughs> was waiting for the like dude you you are a really stupid person that you fell for this cuz i i shoot a deer and someone goes now you got to drink its blood i go no i just thoroughly dominated another living thing as hard as anything can i've taken its life i think that's all i have to do now can i just can i just eat its liver can i just do that how about how here's here's a better idea i shot it why don't you hand me a knife and tell me that i have to clean it that's that's legit you know you can't carry the thing around with its bladder it can spoil the meat you got to cut it out that's you have to do that but nope they're like you know what's more important right now you need to drink this blood, just like we were forced to drink its blood. <laughs> now you're forced to drink its blood. Did, did either and soon? This scene, everyone. Seen Thomas Howells is like, did, did did you guys ever maybe question that? Maybe your father's a madman. I don't know. The video stores may be all gone, but Video Rangers Podcast is still open for business. The Video Rangers Podcast is a member of the Podtron Network, and you could join us each week for the movies that you couldn't find in Blockbuster and you probably saw in USA Up All Night. Citizens on Patrol, Police Academy 4. Return of the Killer Tomatoes, 1988. Sleepaway (laughs) Camp, 1983. So what are we watching today? A movie I've never seen before, Teen Wolf 2. Oh wait, I did see it. It was called Teen Wolf. Yeah. I, I so anyway, um, uh, uh, one thing we should mention is the film starts in September, and we s- keep seeing um months as 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 it progresses. So yes. we are currently in October, and the gang has been up there for a while, and they're running out of food. Yeah, they actually say like this is the last like can of soup. Yep. That they've been using to like supplement like the meat that they've been getting from hunting. Yep. So they decide. So to- they just say, hey, "Let's go back to town, guys. <laughs> Road trip." <laughs> Not like okay, one of us will go out 
and then like come back and report. They're just like, how about all the leaders <laughs> will just go into town well, and see what's going it's on? It's like that. It's like that Star Trek thing, right? All of the all of the officers of Star Trek are always on the bridge. There's three shifts. At some point, Data can't be on shift. He has to. Well, Data Data gets a pass. He's a robot. Uh, 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 he doesn't need he's to an off- sleep. Nope. He's an officer. He must oh, follow rules oh, and regulations. I see. Eight good point. Eight hours good on, point. sixteen hours off. Mandatory. Good point. Or else we good would point. Spot would have died in the first three episodes. That's a very good point. Okay, but no. Every time they're always on the bridge. Same deal here. You don't send all of your leadership because God knows what cranky pants back there who gave you grief in the first hour of the camping trip is going to do while you're gone. All of a sudden, Piggy's head is on a stake. You know. It just it, right, yeah no it's it's yeah it's awful so anyway um they also gloss over how they're in the mountains and then they're just in town and I'm like there there's no like perimeter around this town <laughs> like I they're just suddenly in town I think nobody stopped them no one's like hey. You know, I'm a guard. I know pretty much everyone in this town because I've been here for a month. I don't recognize these kids. Well, it's the small town mentality, Greg, that you can just simply blend into the... Nope, that doesn't work. Uh, Well, um, they're on. uh, They were in the yearbook, and so maybe they were on a... Uh, a trip to New York. Nope, nope. Uh, uh, It's an Mm -hmm, occupied mm -hmm, space. mm -hmm. Uh, They... UFOs? Let's say a wizard did it. Oh, wizards. Haven't had a good wizard in a while. It was, yeah, it was it was Mako from Conan the Barbarian. Oh, very and good. Hey, Conan! You know, <laughs> let me tell you of a time of high adventure! Um, so, <laughs> when um, Rush has invaded Colorado! <laughs> that's the highest of adventures for, for America at the time. I do not understand. Why is Crumb telling me the story? <laughs> no, listen, it's the Mile High City. <laughs> Very high. Mile High Stadium. It's all there. It's fine. Um, anyway. So um this is this is where we see all like how instantly everything has changed. Like there's like Lenin posters everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're burning books out of the library. Like, you know, it's it's basically what everyone thought living behind the Iron Curtain was. Where it's like you know, like you can't step out of line, like you know, there's a soldier. They go into a store to talk to someone, and there's just like a soldier up on like this balcony, just like looking at them really angrily with like his gun. You know what I mean? Like it's it's ridiculous. So um, they they catch up with an old friend, and we get a ton of info dumps here. They're basically like, well, anyone that was marked like dangerous has been put in a re-education camp at the drive-in, right? Which they go to. So and they and they they see their dad, and their dad's basically like. Avenge me! Now, like, interesting. So, um, maybe keep it down a notch. That's what I said. Too. So, so that the guards aren't like, did he just yell, "Avenge me"? Like, who's over there? It's just screaming at the top of his lungs. Comrade, uh, did you hear someone scream, uh, "Revenge"? Uh, avenge me? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I know. I I realize your English Russian. Uh, a speech is not, not as good, so you can just uh, uh, agree or disagree with ahs and ums. Uh, <laughs> da! So, that's for Danya, yeah. Whatever that means. <laughs> Credits to team. That's <laughs> all I got, it's Overwatch. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't. <laughs> I'm carrying the thing. <laughs> why? Why does this oh, one keep God. saying? It's, 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 uh, now I went German. Moving on. I'm doing all I the wish, accents. I wish, I wish I could do accents. I would do them all day long. I know. Well, that's yeah. I, I, I I'm here for the accents. You're, you're for the you're for the insight into all of these movies. Cause God, I don't know any of these people. <laughs> We're a team, Craig. Oh man. Uh, anyway, so anyway, anyway, anyway he, so, he screams. Yeah, um, I said the same thing. When dude, take it down two notches. They don't even know your kids are back in town. You're, yeah, you know. Yeah, no, it's crazy. They, they then, they find, like, a guy who lives on the outskirts of town. And I don't know exactly how they know this guy, but he gives everybody the rest of the info dump. Like, they, they clearly all know who he is because he knows all of them and all their parents. And we find out that C. Thomas Howell's parents are dead. Um, um, I think I think what it is is after they see his father, after they see his father, I think they're, they're walking through town and he sees them and they're a friend of the family. And he brings them back to his house. Now, for a quick, immediate second, I did think he might be a turncoat and he's going to turn them in. Especially when he says, you know, he starts talking about the two girls that he has. I'm like, this this is, this sounds like a setup. It wasn't, yeah. and it's okay. But um, he goes into his barn, he opens up these two doors, and inside are Leah Thompson and Jennifer Gray. Yep. Which I was just like, oh, because again, I've never seen this movie. I was like, oh my god, it's a, it's a flash, d- dirty dancing, dirty dancing, dirty dancing, and and how are the ducks? And more importantly, they get a radio, which is something that they did not have. They were totally isolated, and now they at least have a radio. You know, radio is awesome. How long do batteries last? I was very curious about that too, but I do you think I, that there's I, a lost scene where it's like here's a radio and then as they're leaving he's like and here's three cases of batteries because it's the eighties. I was gonna say and if Duracell it's, if it's lasts an, an hour radio, you're lucky if you get a day out of like eight <laughs> right. details. Like come on. Do you remember having like remember the walkie talkies you used to have that you could talk uh-huh. to your brother that was in the bed next to you? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was static. I believe I told that story where mine didn't work through a sliding glass door <laughs> right, about 10 right, feet. Right, yeah. and, and when you turned it on, you could actively hear the batteries siphoning off energy. <laughs> yes, you could. So I'm like, that's a real, that is an, a military radio. It's not going to last. But you know what? It's movie magic. Movie magic. So then ba- back at the camp, they all turn on the radio. And I have a real problem with this. This is, this, no. this is what happens. Okay, so they listen to the radio, and they hear that it's it's like it's like the old time radios of like the old like like during like World War II, when they're like you know like Good evening America and all those listening you know you know Good evening America and all the ships at sea like all that that type of thing, and so they're like uh, it's 1984, and they're 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 saying all these things, and then there's like some weird code words that they're saying yes like yes. they keep saying which John John has a long mustache I love that you know I love that that's 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 great but then they're like. And now this music is for you. And they play like really like shitty old like patriotic music <laughs> from like the 30s. And I'm like, really? They're not going to bust out like Panama by Van <laughs> like, Yeah, all the, all the culture is gone. We're defaulting back to like, you know, Benny Young's orchestra. Like, really? Really? Well, Come on, man. hold on. Now, I would have, I agree. Why aren't we listening to Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA? also true right but you have to remember the the radio station is assumed to be controlled by the russians 
right? Uh, and by the way, we, we keep saying Russians. It should be noted. It's Soviet Union. USSR, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the United Soviet... Oh, God. Sovereign it's Republic. United, so, United Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. Ah, I was I, the, the second S always gets me. And I, I always thought like socialist was in there for some reason. I always screw that up. It's it's so it's Soviet Socialist Republic. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it, it is the USSR Soviet nation or uh, Soviet Russia um, is what we we. Yeah, it was it was short. The shorthand of USSR was just Soviet Union. That's that's what right. like the news would refer to as Soviet right. Union. So, um, just because, <laughs> yeah, listen, uh, wink, wink. I want to make sure we're on the good side of the Russians. Wink, wink, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> okay, just, just in case, uh, if Jared Kirshner, uh, if he's a listener, wink, wink. Uh, I actually John, tweeted John at, at President. Tw- I'm 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 not joking. This is not a joke. I tweeted at the president and asked if this was rad. Could be uh, America's 1980s movie podcast. Oh yeah. I still have not received no any, any word. No. no. How, how about that? <laughs> I was really I really was hoping just for a no. <laughs> Just a no would have been amazing. I got nothing at all. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> so, 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 I'm not surprised that the music plays like old 50, because I, I it's, it's, because it's the like, movie it's is like saying, America the Beautiful. It's like, it's all these like no, wicked old standby music. Right. And it's I'm not so surprised old. by that at all, because the Russians would, their culture is, Again, even back then, I remember, and we kind of think this way of North Korea now, is we're super advanced. They must be stuck right. in the 50s because they don't have everything we have, and that's not the case at all. So I think that's how it's written in the movie is, ha, 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 of course the Soviets are still listening to 50s music. They've only reached 1950. And it's like, well, no, this is this is an American station broadcasting to the... It, it's because it was from... They, the old guy tells them that there's a free zone in America uh-huh. and there's an occupied zone in America. Okay. They're listening to a free zone radio station. Oh. It's broadcasting into occupied territory. Oh, I totally missed So that's why that. I'm like, you have no excuse, free oh, zone. <laughs> okay. I assumed the radio station was in the uh, from the town, but the code words, they would get something. Oh, okay. I totally missed that. Yeah, all of yeah. that makes so, so much anyway. more sense, and and I feel like a, I feel like a dinkus. Well, you shouldn't feel as bad as as the old guy when they go to talk to him initially before he gives them the radio, and he goes, "Things are different now." <laughs> I'm like, thank you. <laughs> well, th- what a, what a line that needed to be in the movie. Thanks. Wow, wow. Did you did you get that from Johnny Carson? Uh, name yeah, name yeah. name three things that are different. Uh, yeah. Joan Collins is here. David Letterman sta- m- smile. And Russians in Colorado. <laughs> what was that? Kreskin? Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, the amazing Kreskin. Um, so Hey-o. anyway. Um, um, oh, that was... Never mind. <laughs> the next thing that happens is 
the Russians come up to the mountains. It's a group to of three of them. photos, which I yes. thought was awesome. Right up until... Which is hilarious. Right up until you see the kids on the side of the mountain. Then I'm like, okay, now it's just preposterous. So, but yeah, the, the, the kids are like on lookout duty. And they hear the truck, you know, the Jeep coming by. So they like scamper kind of out of sight. You know, it was like a... There's a sort of uh, steep grade yeah. like hill. Yeah. And they're they're hiding on it. And at the top of the hill is is the Jeep. And so they're like reading a sign off awfully. I, they have no idea what the I love is. this whole scene. The Russians Which are is amazing. Hilarious. It's I hilarious read American. He's like the whole thing is about like this great battle that happened here. And the Russians like and uh the American <laughs> Und Comrade. I have to get the ad comrade. Yeah. You say say comrade, and you're right in there. Comrade, these Americans, they come, they fight, they they have the Bieber, uh, and uh, they somehow uh, fox attack the man with the mole, and he die. It's all very good uh, how he die so quickly in 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 one particular minute. Meanwhile, it's like uh, General uh, General Custer stood here at this spot and fought 150. Such a good scene, and then. They cut to an. They they find an arrow. <laughs> he goes. It's yes. a, he goes. Not comrade. It's an Indian artifact, and he's like, it's made of metal. He's like, yeah. He takes. What did he say? He goes. Oh, he take. They take the barrels of the of, of the Union guns, and they make the shaft. Oh, dude, they stupid. They also use plastic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I just love how they belittle him. And yeah, no, it's it's crying. it's like three soldiers like born out of their minds, like just ripping the dumb guy who constantly is trying to impress everybody. I it's feel great. like he's the, he's the comic relief of their camp. Like, I, oh, 100 percent. Like in in the Russian sitcom that is going on, like he is totally the comic relief. You know what I mean? 100%. I just picture them like. <laughs> Comrade, we can't, we can't, we can't take boss. He's a dummy. I, no, no, Vlad, I know, but think about it. It's going to be so boring in America. If, if we don't take Boris, what are we going to do? And then he picks up the arrow. <laughs> Vlad looks at the other guy and goes, what did I tell you? Solid gold, this guy, solid gold. Uh, so anyway, anyway, they find the kids. Yeah, and all hell breaks loose. They they shoot one with an arrow. They they get his gun. They shoot the other guy. Yep. The Russian calls for help on the radio, and Swayze kills him. Now nothing actually comes of him calling for help on the radio. I thought that was going to play in. Um, but it does. Well, uh, they no, because they do go and find the bodies. Um, that does come up in a later yeah, but, scene, but they don't find the kids yes, or anything like that. I'm okay with that because it leaves it gives some tension. I will say with that scene, I I love I, I like Swayze in that scene too because he does hesitate to shoot him, he and does, you hear yeah, the gunshot yeah. off off camera. Yeah. Um, and then immediately is, after, you have a scene where the gang kind of comes to terms with the fact that they just murdered three people, right? Um, and you can you can see them starting to like you know convince themselves that this is 100 percent necessary and all this stuff. So. Well, so oh, um, uh, there. So back back in town, the 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 head guy that we spend the most time with is a Cuban general, I think. Yes, yeah. and and he's starting to talk to the mayor, and he's like, "Who killed these three people? Yeah, like like who's missing?" 
and he immediately that mayor sells those kids out in a heartbeat. It's like, well, oh, it must be on. my son and these other kids. My son's a good kid. He couldn't be killing people. Check these other people out. They're the ones you need to worry about. So hold on. Uh, no, of course he's going to be shady. He's the lawyer from My Cousin Vinny. That's absolutely right. Yeah, he's a very famous Who, character. Who, by the way, I just kept going. And that is why it wasn't my son. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When he does that clap in the hand wave. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. uh, okay, so there's just a couple things, and then we're... So we're getting long on time, but, and that's because we're about to hit a, a real easy spot for this movie. And it comes down oh, to this. Yeah, yeah. The mayor sells them out. The Russians pretty much, they make all of these parents dig a ditch and then they shoot them all. It's super dramatic. And you yeah. know what? If this movie was tightened up and better structured, it really could have taken off from here. Instead, this is what happens. And and, the, and and if there's scenes in between, we can get to them. But the general gist is, kids start attacking. Russians retaliate. Kids attack. Russians retaliate. Kids attack. Russians That's like the next hour of the movie. It literally... There were so many scenes I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> the kids <laughs> are not going to be stopped by the Russians killing people in town it's not it, gonna stop it, it really and, and if anything it just escalates it does to where they start killing more people and blowing up more equipment. it does now at, at some point they bring in a new russian guy who says oh listen comrade i know i know you you like using the bullets to make your point but seriously what we need to do we need to we need to pull back the killings okay and, and everyone's just like are, are you kidding they're so effective <laughs> right, comrade, comrade, think, think about it. You kill everybody in town. Who gonna, who's gonna do the work? Right, yeah, exactly. Right? Like, <laughs> I, I don't think killing our workforce. <laughs> this guy's thinking outside of the box. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> ah, <that>, you, <laughs> you're good, you. <laughs> Standing over here. Right. So, um, the the only thing I think we have skipped over briefly is Powers Booth. Uh, uh rest in peace. He just passed away recently. Uh, who's that? Um. He he's the uh, downed pilot. Oh that, uh, yes, yeah. Mrs. McFly finds yes, and they they basically start working with him, and they become a lot more effective in their tactics I, when it comes to attacking. I, I didn't like him and Leah Thompson's characters interacting because it was a little weird. Little little little. At one point, they have a conversation where she goes, "Do you have a family?" And he goes, "Yeah, I have a wife." And she flat out goes, "Do you love her?" Because yeah. um, because she's not here and I am. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. You have a wife? <laughs> yes. Well, I've jumped that hurdle and I'm going to continue with my line of questioning. <laughs> but but to, but to the pilot's to the pilot's credit, he doesn't take her up on her offer and goes. No, uh, that guy has willpower <laughs> of a whatever has a lot of willpower. He is not taking any of this. Bait. He's just like. Nope. And what's great is at one point they're like the when that happens the kids are like having a down moment they're like throwing the football around Charlie Sheen kind of comes over and goes what's going on and Leah Thompson like a mama bear goes nothing you go away yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> you're you're not blocking Leah <laughs> yeah oh man so anyway um it I I believe at this point we've it's it's December by this point and um. The the we've seen them attack a bunch of people, and this is where the Wolverines start attacking and like actually doing good. Like they 
destroy the drive-in. Everyone gets out that was in the drive-in. Yeah, they, they get they on flat out. Eliminated. They do that. They blow up a, an ammo depot. Um, at one point, they destroy a bunch of planes. At one point, um, I, I again, I mean, I have notes they're, they're on the in-between scenes, buildings but... and stuff. The the only thing that I have a very very big problem with is. Not one guard has, like, taken a description of these kids <laughs> and been like, if you see any of these people, especially this one girl who constantly is planting bombs and blowing things up, shoot her. Don't take her hostage. Shoot her in the head. Well, because Jennifer Grey, her whole move is, I'm just an innocent girl. You wouldn't hurt me. Would you? <laughs> and then crap's blowing up all around her because of all the bombs that she's planting. Well, why does nobody, I don't know. Okay, comrade, next time you see small child who may or may not be trying to kill us, this is what you, no. I want you to do, okay? Hide in a garbage can. <laughs> when you see them run away, you follow. Not too close. Not, I, not Tom and Jerry style. <laughs> more classic Russian more, reference, Tom and Jerry. More, <laughs> what would it be? It would be like it would be like Boris and Natasha, obviously. <laughs> yes, not like Boris and Natasha. Okay, not like do Boris not let do not let moose and squirrel out of sight. Moose and squirrel. <laughs> and you, I want you followed kids and find out where they're living. Okay. Do you think they? Do you think they redubbed? That show and made it the Boris and Natasha show in Russia. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and it's, it's just about these two really good guys who can't catch Moose and Squirrel and they're just to try real hard. Like, yeah, because Moose and They're really good at their jobs, but like Moose and Squirrel are just so well, deep. No, no, that's because, no, 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 because Moose and Squirrel are always trying to bring, trying to bring capitalism to, to Soviet yeah, Union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're clearly the enemies here. Right? Like, <laughs> well, gee, go. <laughs> I don't know, Bill Winkle. They don't want free trade. No. <laughs> <laughs> You can't do an accent. <laughs> yeah, I can, what a relevant accent. You can, you can, nobody, nobody under the age of 35 has any idea. <laughs> I'd say you and I'm I honest. almost shouldn't know who Rocky and Bullwinkle are. I'm honest, I forgot his name is Bullwinkle. <laughs> you didn't even know his name. <laughs> his name was in the show, the Rocky and Bullwinkle I show. Was, That's his name. I know it was. Uh. No, I'm not charting with the millennials. No. <laughs> oh, gee, right. Oh, oh gee, Bullwinkle. Bullwinkle's about to put a gun in his mouth. <laughs> Wouldn't it be oh, swell man. if everybody could have enough to eat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. It's so good. I love Russian propaganda films starring Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> Call me crazy, Rocky, but I think a man's entitled to what he makes. <laughs> Gee, Bullwinkle, that sounds like you're going against our state government. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, oh, then Bullwinkle just, and then Rocky just wakes up one day. Oh, I don't think Bullwinkle's coming back. <laughs> the KGB showed up last night. I will, I will, I will say this. I will say this. There is currently a. Mr. Peabody and Sherman show, a new show on Netflix. Yeah. So if Mr. Peabody and Sherman can come back, I think you and I can pitch a really bizarre Rick and Morty-esque Rocky and Bullwinkle show. Oh, my God. It is like a real hard, like, mature audience show. <laughs> it's... And it's about, like, a like 
Uh, yeah, like like them doing propaganda films. And yeah, and then Boris and Natasha. Oh, Natasha, we must get the the squirrel, the the. Yeah, moose and squirrel. <laughs> if they don't, the Berlin Wall will surely fall. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. This is fantastic. Uh, so anyway, uh, long story short, I, I, at one point they attack some, <laughs> attack some tanks who apparently are firing at each other. Uh, so yeah. So so it's it's January and yeah. they finally see signs of American military and. The gang is trying to do something. I don't even know what. And what you said, the tanks are shooting at each other. It's it's these tanks. They're super far away. The gang is really close to the Russian tanks, and they realize that if they don't move, they're probably going to get shot accidentally by the American tanks. Yes. Yeah. Because So they, they decide, okay, we're going to have to take these tanks out. And we finally, it took way too long, but we finally have one of the Wolverines get killed. Uh, yeah, uh, not only him... Power, Powers, Powers Booth gets killed, yes. but one of the actual kids yes. gets killed, too. Yes. Fi- like, like it's really far in this movie. So uh, they, they they blow up the tanks. The gang is really, like, dealing with loss. That You know, because, once again, this is the first time they've had to actually, like, deal with consequences. Yes. Where, like, oh, my God, like, one of us could get killed at any minute doing this. Like, this is really tough. Right. Um, and then I have a note. Oh, Charlie Sheen. I literally forgot he was in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. he has not been on screen for like 45 minutes. So, uh, yeah, some more, some more stuff happens. What happened uh, at some point, some Russians come to almost where they are. Now, they're able to anticipate what's what's going to happen. And they kill the Russians before they get there. But they they capture one of them alive. Um, and they, they kind of threaten him a bit. They don't really torture him, you know. But they they do kind of threaten them a bit, um, and then eventually, what they find out is one of their buddies there, Daryl. It was it was it was the mayor's kid, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. So he had to swallow a bug, and that's how they were able to find him because they have this device, and and it points to Daryl. Now all of this yeah. sets up a very good scene. Um. See Thomas Howell because when he finds out his father's dead, like an hour ago, he's slowly devolving. Uh, yeah, in, in, in a good in, way. In the, the first, the the first sort of clue is when he decides he'll just drink the blood of the deer, and he's like, "That wasn't even a big deal." Yeah, and then kind of every scene you see him, he's just like, "I love killing." Uh, Finally, it, it's more at, that's a part of it, but it's after he finds out his father's dead that he really kind of goes off, the trains uh, yeah, off yeah, the rails, kind of thing. But what they do is they they go through this this scene where they're in a field. Uh, Daryl and the Russian are there. Swayze's kind of having like th- this this conscience thing, and he's like, "Well, I c- I can't send you back. You'll tell them where we are," and he yeah. reluctantly kills the Russian um, or Soviet soldier. Now Daryl yeah. is begging for his life. He's super sorry and everything else. And then and he's like, "So they're 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 now now they're arguing." Where Charlie Sheen is like, "You can't kill him. He's one of us." And Patrick Swayze's like, "You can't. We can't." leave him here and we can't send him away like he knows too much right and then we have to and kill then daryl just like ops and shoots him i'm um, not daryl walks right not up da- and mows him da- no see, see thomas soul man which soul man just walks right up and mows him down with a gun i'm like that's the end of that got me i i was like whoa buddy holy jeez but it kind of had to be done um it just it's a good tense scene 
from the it's, movie. No, it's it's a very very effective scene. So uh, I I now wrote down there is still twenty seven minutes left in this movie. Yes, <laughs> because well, this is a very tell long you what, movie. Let's just get let's just get to the helicopter scene. What happens is they're on the side of the road and they see a convoy coming. And they're about to take the convoy, which they've been doing throughout the movie, kind of disrupting. Uh, right. Uh, I'm gonna say trade lines, but we, we all know Russians don't trade. They're just they're basically what supply they're doing lines. is they're hitting they're hitting any any target that has like a group of people, like right. like a convoy right. or a supply line. They're just like they're trying to take out vehicles and personnel, kind of as as in mass right. as they can. So. As they're about to attack, um, a couple boxes fall off the back of the truck, and there's food in them. Now, I honestly thought one of them was going to eat something, because they send Jennifer Grey. And they and it was going to be poisoned? Yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And, and I would say that's actually a better tactic, is give them poisoned food. I also thought Jennifer Grey was going to go take, like, an apple. And her head explode. Take a bite out of it, and then her head was going to explode. Yeah, because they were just going to have snipers on yep. it. But, but, to the Russians' credit, they slow play it. Where they're like, yeah. oh, we know where you are. Look, now we're just going to send look, three gunships look, to murder all of you. Look, to the Russians' credit, they slow play it. To the audience, it's like, oh, God, can we finish this movie? <laughs> well, oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Because so anyway, Chopper shows up, and this is where basically everybody, uh, everybody who's dies. not a main character just about except Jennifer Grey also dies everyone dies see Thomas Howell screams wolverines as he tries to take out a helicopter <laughs> with a assault rifle yep. he is mowed down and killed all the side characters are killed Jennifer Grey is killed yep so that leaves Sways. oh powers booth died during the yeah 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 we so met no we said that too yeah oh we did okay so all that's left now is Swayze Sheen one other person who's not super important and Marty McFly's mom right there's only four of them left at this point. No. There's five left? No, no, no. Um, I thought, no, Leah Thompson gets killed earlier. She's dead. No, Leah Thompson lasts, she's alive at the end of the film. She doesn't die. Oh, you're right. No, you're right, because she's, Cause, she's cause the last one. at the very one. end of the movie, it's her and one other guy. You're right. Wait while Swayze and Sheen You're right, go you're right. No, okay, you're to right. start the end I, of the film. Jennifer Grey gets shot, but she doesn't die there. She later put, has a grenade and blows up a... Yeah, she puts right. a grenade under her body, so when they go to take the body, it blows right. up and kills them. You're right. I'm sorry. So, okay. Yeah. So, here we go. Everyone's dead. Uh, so, now, Charlie Sheen and Patrick Swayze are like, all right, it doesn't matter anymore. We're basically all dead. Let's last stand in the town. Right. Let's just go and cause as much damage as we can and see what happens. Yep. So, they, they have, like, the suicide mission, and they just blow everything up. Yeah. They do. Everything up. Um, now, at at the very end of the movie, we didn't focus too much on the Soviet side. There, there's a commander who's killing everybody, then they bring in that second commander. Um, you know, you're killing your workforce guy. The, the other part of it is there's a, there's a Cuban commander who's also yes. running the town. How a Cuban got all the way to Russia, then call it... Logistics are very confusing in this movie, but... Throughout the movie, you do get the sense that he's the humanitarian side of he's of that. He's group. having second thoughts. He's he's constantly telling the Russians, "You need to stop killing these people for no reason. Yeah, yeah. It's not doing anything." You see him writing letters back home, right? And he's like, "I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't understand why we're here. All I'm seeing is like the horrors of of war right. and all this." Stuff. So, 
as the town is being attacked, just before they get there and start blowing everything up, he's writing one last letter and says, I'm going to resign, basically. Is that's, yes. His that's commission right. or whatever. The town is blowing up. There's uh, Swayze and Sheen have a standoff with the other commander, um, one of the, the, the Soviet yep. commanders. Charlie Sheen gets shot. There's a little gunplay. Patrick Swayze. Swayze. Patrick Swayze gets shot. Right. But he kills uh, the other Russian guy. And as they're walking away, uh, if you pay attention to the movie, and i got to be honest, only up until that last scene did I really kind of get the, the Cuban commander. I bet you if I rewatch it and kind of follow him more, I'd feel yeah. better about this scene. You're right. It seems kind of silly how he's just like, be on your way. But at least... Yeah, he. so, so, so Patrick Swayze is carrying... Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen, who is dead. dead. He's not dying. Yes, he's, yeah. he's dead at yeah. that point. And he sees them... And he just the the he sees Patrick Swayze carrying his brother who's bled to death, and he's just like he's just like get get out of here. Just Which only because that last letter is so well written, and, and they really make a point of letting you hear every word. I get yeah. that scene. It's it, it's look, we just wanted food. We were just all dying. I didn't yeah. I didn't intend for every I, I didn't intend to kill kids. Yeah, and that's and and that's and that is you know as as an adult watching it, you know he's he's become what he was fighting against. Right. He's he's now the superpower who's forced this brother to carry his dying brother off of a battlefield and and he's just he's he's figured it out. It is. It's 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 an effective scene. It makes way more sense now. Yeah, it does. So they go to a park which their their father talked about earlier in the film and he's like remember when I brought you kids to the park and you'd play all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. Swayze brings Good his call brother back. and he props him up. And and they just sit down there and they're like we're just gonna we're just gonna sit down and of course they die. Yeah. Uh, now a scene that doesn't make much sense cuts back to Jennifer Gray. Uh, Jennifer it cuts back to Leah Thompson plus one, and she just looks into the town from the mountains and goes, "We're free now." What? <laughs> really? Really? You got like Superman vision? You just like <laughs> zoom it in? You <laughs> know, five hundred miles Not away. Not that. They didn't kill every Soviet in there. No, in, a good quarter. That's, that's I'll thing. give him a quarter. <laughs> If you if you had seen like all the Soviet tanks and it was just a line of cars driving out of town, but there's nothing to no. indicate they know that they're free. They could have listened to the radio and heard the radio say, no. No, "Oh, nothing. and like you know the war's over, and you know like it's it's you know the Russians are leaving and the Cubans are leaving or whatever." Anyway, uh, we end with a monument to uh, partisan rock, which which talks about the Wolverines and how. It, you know, in during World War Three, you know, a, a courageous group of Americans uh, fought for their country, many of them children. The end. That's it. Um, uh, Leah Thompson is doing the voiceover correct, about it correct, also. Correct. And and that is it. So that is Red Dawn. Uh, I know uh, you did the f you did the opening. What do you remember? So I'll do the end. Um, is this still rad today? Uh I didn't really remember it uh, as a kid, so uh, I'm going to go by you and say it, it might have been. I do feel like this probably touched on the Breakfast Club group uh, of teenagers. I think we we might have been yeah. just too young to really get into a movie like this. Oh, and one one thing to to point out: this was the first released PG-13 film. Oh, it was. There was there was a movie that came out earlier that received the rating, but it sat on the shelf until after Red Dawn was released. It was called The Flamingo Kid. But Red Dawn was the first movie in theaters to get PG-13. See? 
I do a Russian voice, you bring the, st- the, the interesting facts. I did not know that. That because we've talked yeah. about that PG PG thirteen thing a ton of times. Yeah, yeah. Mo- most people think it's Temple of Doom. That's what I um, thought we thought because because Spielberg had a lot to do with changing the code. But that wasn't it, which makes sense because one of the things that I actually had written down in my notes that I didn't really touch on was you see a lot of people get shot, but there's no blood. It's like a team getting shot. They just kind of fall over or, or it's not, there's not, there's not squibs blowing up. It's not gory. It's almost all just like you see somebody fall over and die. There's a lot of that. There's some cursing, but there's not nothing, not nothing much crazy. Um, so, okay. That makes it. I did not know that. That's actually really yeah. cool. Um, so is this still rad? I'm so on the fence. I mean, talking about it now, there's so much good of this movie that I want to say it is, but there's an hour and a half of this movie that just bored me to tears. And it's like, I honestly, I can't say that it is. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why I haven't seen the remake. Okay. But I, nor, nor have I, I have seen another movie. I don't know if you have, um, it's an Australian movie, uh, called tomorrow when the world began. It is this story. It's the exact same story, just in Australia, and I think it's either China or Korea that attacks. That movie was very well done. It's tight. It's like 95 minutes. It's very well done. It's very well written. When I watched that movie, I was like, this is a really good movie. And then as I watched this one, I was like, oh, so they they definitely took it from this and did it better. So for me, it's not, it's not rad. It didn't hold up in that respect, and it I don't know. I think it's just because I think it needed to be better written. I think it just needed to be put together better. Um, but other than that, I think it was... I think there's good parts of this movie. I think there's really good scenes in it. I don't think the acting is is phoned in. But then again, I don't feel like there's a lot of acting in this movie. There's only a couple scenes that are like that. So I'm being long-winded again. Uh, not rad for me. How about you, Greg? Uh, this film was definitely rad. Um, it was hugely, hugely rad. Is this film rad? I'm glad I'm not the only one who was on the fence. I really had a hard time, and I have to just barely come down on the side of not rad. I'm and I am with you. It's the length. If this was a tighter, tighter story, that I I usually don't say this. If it had less main characters, I think it would have been. There's at least two or three kids in this movie that I'm like, I know them from somewhere, but they don't talk. They don't. They're they're non-contributors. And it's and it's like uh, you know the the concept is super rad you know like like America yes, being invaded I and kids totally have to agree. fight back that's that's a great that's a great concept that's a great little pitch um, you know the, the the scene at the end that I didn't understand as a kid that hits hard um, you know the the scenes with the other with some of the other uh, great scenes that we mentioned that really came across are great art but it's just overall no it's just not it's not better than some of its parts it's just not yeah I. I, I and that's kind of what I feel. Like I said, I haven't seen the remake. I, I think it's on Netflix or still is. I, I might check that out just to, just to compare them. Again, if you get a chance tomorrow when the world began, that's a great movie. It's I mean, it's pretty much the exact same movie. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking at it right now. It came out in 2010. Yes. And it sounds exactly like it where it's... It is. Someone invades and eight kids take to the hills. So. Uh, it, it is. You know what I'm disappointed is is that they kept promising a sequel and they haven't done it. So I, oh, really? I doubt they're going to at this point. It's been seven years. Uh, so Yeah, it's been a while. Um, but... So, well, I guess that brings us to thanking Mr. Bibbs. That's it. Thank you, Mr. Bibbs. Thank you, sir. 
You are, uh, as always, uh, a very helpful contributing member. Uh, you donate to the podcast. You can donate, of course, at thiswasrad.podbean.com. Yeah, please, please do. Please do donate. Yes, it, it helps the podcast keep going. I, I would personally, Paul, like to actually get enough money to where you and I don't spend 30 minutes at the beginning of every podcast trying to fix audio issues. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I'd, I'd like to get some equipment that, you know, you just have to turn it on and it works. You don't have to I, you know, hit it with a hammer or well, to, repatch to, it. To be fair, uh, sometimes it just requires uh, someone. Maybe you, if, you could, if you could contribute to the podcast enough that I wouldn't have to think about plugging in a cable. <laughs> that would be awesome. I don't, be I don't know how money fixes that problem, but it, it would be great. Um, it would be great. <laughs> uh, I think what it would be done is, is if we got enough uh, patrons, I'd be able to do a individual setup that would be just for this. Everything would yeah, be ready. Yeah, I yeah, hit exactly. the PC. We're ready to go. Literally, what, what you would do is you would buy, you would get a cart that is all pre-wired with everything you need and you just turn it yeah. on. But anyway, yeah, dare to dream. Uh, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, which has still been blowing up, which is great. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Yes. Follow us on Podbean. You can actually sign up and, and, and follow people on Podbean, which is cool too. Uh, tell your friends, leave us messages, uh, leave us some reviews on iTunes. Please, please, please. We would love more reviews on iTunes. We would absolutely love it. Paul, have you been listening to any new podcasts? Uh... And yes, uh, I did listen to uh, CNC Geekcast. Oh, C- CNC Geekcast. Yes, yeah, I yeah. did listen to them. Uh, I, I, very interesting kind of stuff. Um, I have gone back. Um, I wish I hadn't because I know we want to do it. Is I, I had to listen to video podcast Rangers Sleepaway Camp. I'm oh, gonna, yeah. I'm going to oh, not yeah, say yeah. anything about their episode. It's It's good. Just- just do yourself a favor and listen. It's good. Um, but if you're a listener of this podcast, please, we are going to be doing that movie ourselves. I know she wasn't here for this one and the last one. I don't care what it takes, what kind of bribe, Willow will absolutely be doing Sleepaway Camp. I think we should work <laughs> up be. something where you and I and Willow watch it together Ugh. And we kind of riff on the movie just to get Willow's reaction for that end shot. Oh my God! Yes, would be glorious. We we're gonna we will set that up. Um, okay, perfect. But that's that's later into summer for uh, for now. Um, we are you know what we didn't mention last time or maybe I'll edit it in. Uh, Podtron Network. We are on a small little network. We're just trying to get together with some other podcasts just to kind of share ideas and and kind of group manage or, or just kind of. Get some listeners listening to different podcasts. So if you heard that, um, I'm sure you heard a, a preview earlier in the episode for one of them. Podtron Network, Facebook, Internet, all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, fa- Facebook, Twitter, uh, you know, just a just get the word out. Follow us. Retweet our stuff. That's, that's you know, just standard sort of thing. Right. What are we watching next, Paul? Do you know? I do. Um, so... We are going to be watching a very different movie, uh, kind of getting back into uh, a realm we haven't been in for, uh, let me see here, Ooh, a, a very long time, a good old-fashioned sci-fi, The Abyss, which yep. I'm kind of excited to watch. Uh, it's only a movie... I'm, I am also very excited because I remember liking this movie a lot. Uh, I remember it being very, very cool and, and, and interesting. Um, honestly... I always forget it's in the 80s. I always think it's in the 90s um, for mm, some reason. Yeah. 
Um, but maybe I'm just thinking of Sphere. <laughs> that, that, you know, that marvel of movie making. That, yeah, that, that, that gem of a film. So that's it. I have been Paul. I've been Greg. And we'll see you next time. Bye. This has been a Podtron Network production. For more of this show and others like it, find Podtron on Twitter at Podtron Network and search Podtron Network on Facebook.